The following is a presentation of Dolman Productions. This is the Uncommon Sense Program. From the most disorganized newsroom in all of America, this is the Uncommon Sense Program. I'm Jake Dolman, your host as always. Happy to be back for another week. Troy Lang joins me on Skype. On Skype? Yeah, he's on Skype. Troy, Troy, are you on Skype? I'm on Skype. He's on Skype. We can't hear you. Try it again. I'm on Skype. Hi, Troy. How are you? Hi. Good, good. J.D. Williams is also on Skype. He's out there. Hi, J.D. What's going on? Yeah, he gives the peace sign over the, the screen. We can see that. Thanks. That's great. Ryan King's also joining us from some undisclosed location. Ryan? I'm waiting on my tax refund. Good. Good. I. You might be waiting a while. Thanks. You might. Are you on an extension, maybe? For well, a... I don't know if that extension applies to that. Yeah, I understand. And also, Trevor Holland's in the studio with me. Trevor. Hi. Trevor's going to try to hold it together. A little bit of a chest cold again. It seems like we had a show a while back. A while back where you were dying on the air, perhaps. Yes. You sound enthused. I, I'm happy you're here. I, I uh, vaguely remember that. Yeah, I vaguely remember a lot of things. Anyway, uh, I tell you what. Uh, JD missed last week. It's, I didn't know what happened to him. We thought maybe you got abducted by somebody, but we're happy to have you back. He's back. Southwest Kansas, that's what happens. It does. He's back, and he's pissed off. <laughs> <laughs> I just thought that was fitting. I don't know about you guys, but there is so much stuff going on in the world this week. I have, and he's he's down already. Three minutes in, and he's hacking into the microphone. Medic. Yeah. <laughs> what do you suggest I do? I, I don't know. Shoot me. Shoot me he now. He needs something down his throat. I think Ryan. That's what he needs. <clears throat> Perhaps. Uh, well, the meat man segments in about twenty minutes. <laughs> that's good. That's good. <laughs> Thank you, peanut gallery. <laughs> Oh, asshole! <laughs> I don't like you. I don't like that at all. I don't. Hey, uh, Troy, what do you have to say about that? You can help him out. Maybe you got some sausage or something. You can. Sure, I got sausage. <laughs> Troy, <laughs> no! Of all the times to say something, why? <laughs> I got a big sausage. <laughs> <laughs> well, asshole. Well, we are off to a great start God. today. He's got boneless meat. <laughs> I know. I know. No. One thing I do know is I picked the wrong year. <coughs> I picked the wrong year to quit drinking. That's all I've got to say. So did Trevor, apparently. Yeah, evidently. He's having quite, a, quite an issue. Nope, uh, have, I'm good. have you guys uh, heard about, I'm sure you have, heard about this Redskins deal, the Washington Redskins? Harry Reid, for the past, like, I don't know, it's probably gone on for years, but it's been a big deal the past six months or so. He keeps bringing. He kept bringing up how they've got to change the name. The president brings up how they got to change names because Redskins so offensive. We just can't have it. So offensive that the, the the Native Americans are offended by the word Redskins. You all heard about that, I suppose, haven't you? Mm-hmm. I'm sure Ryan has. It's in his wheelhouse. Yep. Yeah. Yep. And you know, wow. it, it's a sports story. Although I think it's more of a freedom story in the big picture. What happened this week, though, is unbelievable. The U.S. Patent Office decides. Out of the well, I say out of the blue. They were going to get involved, which they have no business being involved whatsoever. Good guess. Well, partially true. No, they revoked revoked their trademark. Their their, yeah, their their rights, their trademark. Just just you know, they cite some BS little language somewhere in some document saying that if if a patent or a trademark is could be deemed what offensive. I I I heard the. I'm not sure how it's exactly worded. 
terminology. Terminology, but it's something if it's to a group of people, then it could be canceled. But if that's the case, then doesn't that apply? I mean, how would Playboy have anything trademarked then? Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, or the NAACP. Yeah, couldn't it's just I mean, colored. You want to open that can of worms, ladies and gentlemen? Think about how many <laughs> things could be deemed as offensive to a certain group. The numbers I've heard on this Native American thing with the Redskins, 10% of the Native... (laughs) Thank you for the levity in the background. 10% of Native Americans in America are offended by the Washington Redskins. The name. I don't know if they're actually offended by the team. Just 10% out of a small, I mean, I don't know how what the percentage of people in the United States that are, you know, actually officially Native Americans. I would argue probably all of us have a little bit in us here and there. I mean, a good chance at least. I mean, not all, but um, it's just absurd. And when, why does this happen? You're talking, what's the figures I have on this? It's like a $3 billion organization here, and you're just revoking their rights. Just out of the blue. And the president and everybody's been talking about it, so you know they're behind this. It's not just some, well, we were just going through some paperwork and thought we'd saw that this was not quite right. It doesn't, yeah. Oh, it's just, it's unreal. There's even a group that's come out here recently, and they've put together a 60-second television ad, and I have have the audio off it here. I'm not sure how great it will be. (laughs) Trevor's dying in the other room. How great it's going to be on radio. We'll try it. The Redskins, anti-Redskins ad. It's going to be uh, played during the NBA Finals on Tuesday. They'll see a new 60-second ad criticizing the Washington Redskins over its team's name. The Yoka Dehi Winton Nation. Never heard of that one. They've reportedly paid to show the 60-second spot on ABC in Chicago, Dallas, Los Angeles, New York, Sacramento, San Francisco, and Washington, D.C. I've never heard of them. I have not either. I have a feeling there's more than just this this uh, tribe behind this, if you know what I mean. Here's the ad. It's about a minute, almost two minutes, actually. Here, here it is. Proud. Forgotten. Indian. Navajo. Blackfoot. Inuit and Sioux. Survivor, spiritualist, patriot. Sitting Bull, Hiawatha, and Jim Thorpe. Mother, father, son, daughter, chief. Apache, Pueblo, Choctaw, Chippewa, and Crow. Underserved, struggling, resilient. Squanto, Red Cloud, Tecumseh, and Crazy Horse. Rancher, teacher, doctor, soldier. Seminole, Seneca, Mohawk. Rogers, Geronimo, unyielding, strong, indomitable, Native Americans call themselves many things, the 
one thing they don't. And then as it fades out, it shows a picture of the Redskins helmet and logo and all this. They never call themselves Redskins, of course. But wouldn't this also be an issue for, like, the Chiefs, Kansas City Chiefs? Couldn't that be a possibility? Mm -hmm. What about, you know, like, thousands of high school teams around the country? I mean, this is what blows my mind. I'm Irish. Can I get mad at Notre Dame? You probably should. Yeah, I think I would. You might as well. Maybe you get a little money out of the deal. What the hell? Um, The the thing that just blows my mind is the whole point of of, of a mascot for a sports team is – to, to, it's it's like something to be revered, you know. It's it's a powerful. It's not we're not making fun of them for God's sake. You know what I'm saying? Yep. Yeah, I don't know, Ryan. I'm sure it, you have it, something to say. No, I was saying I don't get mad when I go to the grocery store and I see something that says Cracker Meal. <laughs> now I know it's talking about fish, Cracker but I'm gonna meal. let that go. Yes, yes. <laughs> well, I mean, yeah, exactly. But how many things could be? I, I mean, it's this this if this is allowed to stand, it opens the door for just. This stuff could be a constant thing. It's unreal. Um, well, if you catered to everybody's sensitivities, we'd yeah. have so much problem. Well, and that's where we're going in this country. It's the political correct game that we play constantly where you can't say this, you can't do that. You might offend somebody. On. Get up. Stop crying. I'm not, I'm not saying with this particular item. I'm saying with the sensitivities that are running no. rampant in the United States with basically no structure given by our government. They're basically fostering all the insecurities that you'd want to have. Sure. Well, if they foster insecurity, then they can control you. Sensitivities. Yeah. I mean, the, the U.S. Patent Office ruled on Wednesday that the team name, the Washington Redskins, is, quote, disparaging well, of Native Americans. Why are they dealing with a private industry? Exactly. What business is it of theirs? And never mind, I mean, I shouldn't say never mind the fact, we should mind the fact, of all the things going on in the world today, I mean, we have our border melting down right now, our southern border. We have Iraq going back to uh, radical Islamists from the look of it. I mean, about all that's left is the embassy it's, itself. It's like, oh, we still got the embassy. Yeah, the, the ISIS people, the, what is it, Islamic states of Iran and and uh, mm-hmm. or something like that, or Iraq and Syria, I think is what the ISIS stands for. So they want to make an alliance and make a big country and take over the Middle East and have the the caliphate with all you know. I mean, it's it's just great stuff, mind you. We have all that going on, and 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 the, no, we're going to worry about the stupid Redskins thing. Never, you, you know the reason why they're called the Redskins. Their first coach was a Native American, and they named it the Redskins in honor of him. The man was coaching when they did it. It's supposed to be an honor, for God's sake. It's unreal. That is a side story, Jake. I, I know. It's not It's not the real issue here. Now, is it, Ryan? It's not sexy to talk about that. Well, it's very little that we do here is sexy. I got news for you. Isn't Jerry. that right? Isn't that? Oh, yeah, Troy, yeah. JD is sexy, but uh, no one you else. Know where the problem is? Troy is sexy. I like Tater Todd. Yeah, he's sexy. What's the problem, Ryan? That's three sixty nine for gas. <laughs> yes, that's a whole. Nother, amen and amen. That's something that we can relate to the Iraq thing. Uh, before we get to that, though, I got a few sound clips on this uh, Redskins deal. The their attorney, a gentleman by the name of Bob Raskoff. Uh, he he specializes in this uh, trademark issues and stuff like that. He was on the Glenn Beck program this week. He had a few things to say about this, and and after listening to him talk, they're not 
letting us go without a fight. They're going to take this to court, and I bet you money in the long run they win it, because evidently they've had to fight stuff like this before. But here's uh, Mr. Raskoff. Well, first of all, it hasn't been thrown away. I think everybody needs to know that we still own this. It's not canceled. Just like last Talking time. Talking about the trademark. Uh, there was an 11-year period between the time the trademark board issued their adverse ruling and the time we ultimately prevailed. Mm. I don't think it's going to take that long this time, but these are valid, subsisting, and fully enforceable marks, registrations. Nothing has changed. Uh, they cannot be canceled and will not be canceled while this proceeding continues. So uh, there's nothing to... Uh, I hope the Redskins fans aren't worrying about uh, whether these marks are still registered because they clearly are and will. So, in other words, what he's saying is, while they're fighting this, it's still they're still the Redskins. They can still use these things. They can still enforce this. They still get money from this. I mean, this guy that bought this, this the, I can't remember the guy. It's Snyder's last name, the guy that owns the Redskins. Dan Snyder. Dan Snyder. He bought them. What I don't know. He's it's been several years. I mean, he's owned them for quite a while. But when you spend that kind of money, what's that, Ryan? Uh, no, sorry. I think it's Dan Snyder. Yeah, I think that's right. That, that does sound right. Um, wait a minute. He's got a right to the trademark to that to make money on that deal. I mean, when you take that away, that opens it up for anybody else to use that, and you would lose. I mean, possibly lose a lot, large chunk of that. I mean, this is just—it's un-American what we have here. It's we have mm-hmm. property rights in this country. We changed the world in this country when we we came up with the idea of copyright and trademark laws, patents. When you had a new idea or a new product or whatever, you could protect it and earn money on it yourself by filing a patent on it. That was a Ben Franklin thing. Before that, if you had a new idea, designed something, whatever, someone could take it and run with it. You know, if you were a poor peon, didn't have anything, someone you know had this idea, designed something, whatever, someone above you with more money could just take it and run, and you were screwed. You didn't get anything out of it. By having this in the United States of America, being able to protect the things that you invent or the things that you own, it, it, it allows us to create more. It's what's made us, I mean, we have had like, you know, if you look at 5,000 years before America was ever uh, founded, we've had a larger technological advance in the past 200 than we had in the 5,000 before. It's, it's, it's unreal what we've done, and a lot of it is because these kind of rules. This stuff has to stand in our country. If this gets bo- blown over and, and you can't patent things, you can't trademark things, I mean, we're, we're done in a lot of ways. Business is done here. Uh, anyway, I agree with you. Raskoff went on uh, a little more. This is a valuable brand. We had, there's there's something here that resonates. It doesn't just resonate with with Dan Snyder, the owner, who yep, was, was started as a fan, uh, and now is the owner. But it resonates with all you know, all of the fans of of or virtually all the fans. Let me just say, because you know, everyone's entitled to their opinion in this country, but virtually all the fans. Uh, feel the same way. So uh, nobody's going anywhere, as far as uh, as far as I know. We're gonna we're gonna get through this, and we will get through it, and um, we'll be uh, right where we are now, which was you know, we own a, a famous mark. It's valid, and it's 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 valid valuable. Yep, there you go. They're gonna fight it. it is. That, I mean, amen. Go for it. I hope they win it. It's just. The arrogance of these idiots in Washington, D.C. that think they can do this stuff and just, you know, 
they, they kind of push it for a while and try to get the public behind them and try to make things go, you know, and then, well, you're not coming along with us, so we're just going to make it happen. We're going to cram it down your throat. You're not going to play our game. We're going to punish you. It's wrong. And, you know, it, it may take five years to correct it, but you have to fight these things. You just can't let them go. Anyway, we'll be back with more on Common Sense right after this. Uncommon Sense! And now, ladies and gentlemen, Senate Majority Leader Harry Reid. How long will the NFL continue to do nothing? Zero. As one of its team bears a name that inflicts so much pain on Native Americans. Cherokee people it's your weekly mind this is the uncommon sense program you can hear the uncommon sense program on stitcher stitcher is radio on demand download the free app today listen anywhere anytime Stitcher is an award-winning free app that lets you listen to all your favorite shows, plus discover from 20,000 news, entertainment, and sports shows. Create custom playlists available on iOS, Android, Nook, and iPad. Also in the 4 million car dashboards. On demand and on the go. No downloading, no syncing, no wasted memory. Stream your favorite podcast. Don't have Stitcher? Download it free today at Stitcher.com or in the App Store. Occupying iPods worldwide. This is the Uncommon Sense Program. Uncommon Sense. In the break, Ryan was telling us about his fitness regime he's on. Boy, that sounds like lots of fun. I am happy to be a fat ass. Um, <laughs> Me too. I uh, Well, maybe I'm not a fat ass, but I just, I mean, I, I go for a walk. I might take the dog around the block, you know. I mean, running for me long distances is about 30 feet. From here to the fridge? Yeah, I just, I'm not. I, uh, yeah. or, or just a brisk walk? It's just a brisk walk. Well, it's kind of a limp. Hey. Excuse me? Hey, now. <laughs> Whoa. Whoa. Hey. hey. Ryan, hey. tell people about what you're doing. I, I, uh, I just, well, I had to, you know, I got to stay fit. I just took my, uh, I just had all my blood work done for my life insurance. Uh-huh. How'd that look? And, uh, not to get too far. They, they called me and said I'm in the uh, top tier, so I oh. have a, the lowest rate they can Good. offer. I'm bottom. I am on the bottom. What? I'm on the very bottom tier. No. <laughs> well, I don't know. <laughs> Actually, I'm probably not on top. Uh, you, but... know what, you, know, you know what the crazy thing is, though? What's that? And Trevor needs to pay attention because if his cough is any indication, mm-hmm. yes, they said the difference between non-smoker and smoker life insurance at our age. Oh, it's crazy! Is about seventy dollars more a month. Yeah. yeah. Well, Trevor's not a smoker. He just got like, no. bronchitis yeah. or something yeah. going on. But and I said, I said, what about drinking? Nah, we don't care about that. Don't care. Yeah, your liver's not important. <laughs> but smoking, and and then they ask you. Like a whole bunch of random stuff, and they were like, "Do you plan on Do you plan on jumping out of a plane?" Well, not at the moment. Um, I'll get back to you on that one. I see, Trevor. I told you that makes your insurance go up. Yep. He he brought that up one time. I said, "You know that kicks your button in." Oh, it does not. Yeah, it does. 
I thought that did. Jumping on a plane or mountain climbing, yep. any of that stuff. Anything that. But puts, isn't mountain climbing technically a physical activity that can make you stronger? So wouldn't that be because you have safety equipment? It puts your life at risk. Yeah, but so does driving to work. Not that much risk. Sorry. It's a matter it's, of measuring anything, risk. That counts. What was it? It was like jumping out of a plane, bungee jumping, parachuting, mountain climbing, yeah. uh, snowboarding, skiing, something like that. It was something ridiculous. Like he went through like 15 things. Oh, sure. I don't know if snowboard or skiing was on it, but it was like. Oh, I bet it was. Wouldn't be surprised. Yeah. Anything joining the Army obviously raises it a yeah, whole bunch. Yeah. Um, yeah, he was like, oh, if you have a DUI, mm-hmm. that raises it. Yeah. Well, I don't have a DUI, so. There's always but time. Yeah, smoking, chewing, they didn't care about chewing. Chewing was like maybe a $15 more raise. That's surprising. I bet you that changes as the years go on. Smoking was 70 It, oh, was, yeah. like a, smoking it was like a big $100 deal. or more a month. Yeah, I've, uh, so I've heard. I don't yeah. smoke anymore. I did, well, I might have a cigar once every, you know, rarely, like six months maybe I might have one, but. I don't know if that's enough to really count as smoke as a smoker. No, I'm not they don't. Sure. They say regular. They, yeah. I said, they said, have you ever smoked? I said, yes. And they said, on a regular basis. I said, no. So huh. it made a difference. So that's why I do a 30-day challenge. Well, so it's, look- yeah, you got to maintain. Uh, oh. I know I've done 30-day challenges, mostly involving cake or pie. Mm. <laughs> Chocolate cake. Chocolate cake or coconut cream. I don't have that sounder. The president's favorite pie, coconut cream. My favorite, favorite my favorite cake, yeah, is is yellow cake mix with chocolate icing. That is fantastic. I mean, you get you no know better than that. No butter cake chocolate. mix with chocolate. Frosting. Yeah, I'm, I'm with Ryan on that. The butter, yeah. JD, I mean, my favorite has to be the one that's in my mouth. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. What's is there something in your mouth right now? Oh dear. Well, it's it's brown and shredded, but not cake. Uh huh. Worm dirt. <laughs> I'm not sure what's happening. Troy, what about you? What's your favorite cake? While we're on this subject for no apparent reason. <laughs> Troy. That's my job. I, to be so sidetracked. I don't know. I, like, I think, I don't know. <laughs> I really don't. <laughs> we all, Troy. Don't be so non-committal. Ain't nobody got time for that. Troy, do you have yeah. issues with commitment in your life? I do, man. I mean, Come we on. got we got to remember, no matter what cake you get, it's your thing. It's your thing. Do what you want to do. I think he just wants some sweet cherry pie. That's probably right. Oh, yeah. Some, well, he's more into the meat. You know what I'm saying? Ooh. That's what he's saying. Yeah. Well, um, anyway. You can, have, uh, you can have yourself a little uh, meat wagon. You know what I mean? <laughs> I sure. A little meat wagon with some ice cream on top of it. I don't know why you I'll put... tell you what. Nothing's <laughs> better than brownies with ice cream. Oh, that's fantastic. Mm. A little fudge on there, too. Yep. Uh-huh. Yep. Hey. Yeah. That's and that again, ladies and gentlemen, is why we're doing the thirty day challenge. Yes, the thirty I should I, can't stop. I should do so and I ride my bike every morning. Uh it's Dang. only, you know, like half a block. But I do ride it and I can say I did that. And who else do you ride? Well well, not every morning. Jeez, that's wrong. <laughs> you got a two seater bike? Woo! No, it's a, just a one seater. <clears throat> Is it, should that be a rim shot, maybe? I'm not sure. Well, why, why, if you have to think about it, probably. Why not? Okay, let's get back to something serious. I, I wasn't done with it. We talked about the Redskins things earlier. This There's a couple other stories on this that made me my head hurt. because, And I bring it up because I just love it when my head hurts, evidently. 
Um, a certain United Church of Christ is calling for a boycott of the Washington Redskins until the team changes its name. Why is that a big thing to a church? I don't understand that. I mean, of all the things going on in the world, they're worried about that. I mean, I'm thinking if you're the United Church of Christ, there's a lot of things that would be a little more important, religious-wise, you could probably rail against nowadays than the whole Redskins. I don't, I just... The conference said it will urge its 40,000 members in, in D.C., New Jersey, Delaware, Maryland, and parts of Virginia and West Virginia to boycott the team's games and merchandise. Conference, mm, okay. min, conference Minister Reverend John Deckenbach, Deckenbacher, Decken, anyway, said changing the name won't solve the problems of Native Americans, but it can send a strong message. You know, I'm sure those Native Americans that live in the squalor of a of a Indian reservation in South Dakota are really worried about the stupid Redskins name. I mean, you want to talk about things that we've done to screw the Native Americans over? I mean, there's a list, believe me, and we continue to do it. I mean, they, we, we've, we've taught them how to be completely dependent on the system, and they live in just absolute squalor nowadays. Not, not, not all. Some pull themselves up out of it and have, you know, fantastically productive lives and, and, and you know, grow wealthy and, all, you know, great stories out of it. But a lot of them, the ones that just take the check, Live in government housing. I mean, have you ever been on an Indian reservation? I know Ryan has. He grew up mm-hmm. with me near one. And mm-hmm. if you really get down into the, the deep res territory, as we called it, when you really get into the heart of it, it is bad. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying they're bad people. It's just when you when you grow up, and it's a generational thing where you're you you don't have to worry about working for a living. Nothing you have, it's all you know, it's all given to you. So you don't take care of anything. It's just a mess. Well, it's mm-hmm. the same as the inner city, the generational welfare kids. Yeah, it's the same, same story. Thing. You talk about a disservice to the Native Americans. It's not some damn team being called the Redskins. It's what we've done, what we've done to them to try to make up for our, you know, the things we did them a hundred years ago. Um, anyway, there was a couple other things here. I, I think we can move on from the Redskin thing. I had a couple other sound bites, but I don't think it's anything that pressing. We need to worry about. I want to do some fun stuff real quick before we go to the Meat Man moment. Um, uh oh. Yeah. Oh, have you, have you guys, you guys heard? Uh, oh, it's my birthday there too. is one other thing before I go to the fun stuff that I have to bring up that this this Redskin thing reminds me of. Do you guys remember way back in the beginning of the Obama presidency, Michelle came out. It may, they may have even been running still, and she said, "We've got to change. Barack is going to make us change our." traditions our beliefs and our history and that this redskins thing just made me think of that Barack knows that we are going to have to make sacrifices Sacrifice. we are going to have to change our conversation oh yeah we're going to have to change our traditions our history we're going to have to move into move. a different place let's move as a nation what are they talking about i don't know what exactly she was talking about I think it was right before the 08 elections, but she was just saying that when Barack gets elected, we're going to have to do all those things. We're going to have to change the way we look at things in this country. We're going to have to change our history. Change our history? What? I mean, that's kind of what they're asking the Redskins to do. Well, she's the same one after Topeka's graduations to... At her address, she told them all to basically police your families. Yes, to make that's sure right. Not saying anything quote offensive. That's right. She was in Topeka, Kansas last month, and she was speaking. She didn't speak at the actual graduation because there was a big uproar about that. But she was at the. It was a Brown versus Board of Education uh, anniversary thing, and yes, yeah, she said, "You know, you young kids make." I'm not. This is paraphrasing. I'm not sure the exact word she used, but, but you you know sometimes Uncle Ed, you know, at the dinner table or whoever, you know, kind of says some things that are kind of. 
racist or what have you, and you got to police them and, and make sure they understand. I'm like, yeah, that's going to go over well. How the hell sure. do you do? It's like, just, what a, oh, I don't know. I just got to let it go. It just drives me crazy. Just drives me. Ab- she would twitch Absolutely. at our dinner table. Oh, was Listening she? to my dad talk. Yeah, well, <laughs> many, she might burst many into flames. dinner tables across the country. She would have a fit. I mean, leave leave us alone, please. Go away. Leave us alone. Hey, Troy. Hey, Troy. Yeah. Hey, Troy. Uh, yeah. Did you... Uh, you pooped in your pants. I, I pooped my pants. I thought I'd ask. <laughs> I did. I, I pooped my pants. <laughs> I'm sorry. I don't know why I brought that That's up. I just saw it on my on my screen, and I just love this clip. It's you pooped in your pants. I I pooped my pants. Al Roker, ladies and gentlemen. That's good Al. stuff. It's right. Al you pooped in your pants. I I pooped my pants. Yeah, I did. I hate what? that. <laughs> anyway, okay. Um, what else do we have here? Oh, here's something fun. You know, uh, who's the new late night guy on NBC? Um, Jimmy Fallon. Jimmy Fallon. He likes to do these things where he takes Brian Williams and turns him into a rapper. You guys seen yeah. this? These YouTube videos of this? It's hilarious. And he just did another one this past week. Uh, Brian Williams and the the Big Butt song. What the hell's it called? Um, Baby Sir got back. Lot. Yeah. I like Big yeah. Butts. I like yeah. Baby yeah. got back. Oh yeah. Here it is. Here it is. I like big butts and I cannot lie. You other brothers can't deny that when a girl walks in with a midi to be waist and a rounding in your face, you get sprung. Marvel up tough, cause you notice that butt was stuffed. Deep in the jeans she's wearing, I'm hooked and I can't stop staring. Oh baby, wanna get with ya and take your picture. My homeboy trying to warn me that that butt you've got me. Me, me, so horny. I like them round and big, and when I'm growing up gay, I just can't help myself. I'm acting like an animal. Now here's my scandal. I want to get you home and un, double up, un, un. I ain't talking about Playboy. Got a silicone parts are made for toys. So your girlfriend rolls a Honda. Playing workout takes by Fonda. But Fonda ain't got a motor in the back of her Honda. My Anaconda don't want none unless you've got buns. Run. You can do side pencil sit-ups. But please don't lose that butt. So ladies, yeah, ladies, yeah. if you want to roll my Mercedes, yeah. Shake it, shake it, shake it, shake it, shake that healthy butt. Baby got back. Yeah. There you have it, folks. NBC Nightly News anchor Brian Williams. Uh, have you ever seen That's those videos? How, how much work goes into one of those? Yeah, that'd be a lot of work. Because they lit- literally go through all this footage of him and draw each of those words out one by one and put it together yep. in a big film in a in a film here is a long it? time oh i always wonder do you suppose they have like a program where they can search for words maybe i would assume i mean i don't i don't know how you do that i wouldn't do it by hand no because i i've made you know i haven't lately but before we when we did the show before i made some montage things you know and put clips together I tell you what, even on our little dinky one-hour-a-week BS, and I kind of have an idea what was said here and there, that's hard to find stuff and put it together piece by piece like that. It is that's funny good. when you do it, though, but uh, anyway. Baby got back? Baby got back. That's, that's, that's right. Oh, what else do we have real quick before we go to break? Uh, hmm. Gas. Gas is high. Well, that's you know that's the Iraqi thing, and not, not yet, but it, it's starting to affect it. I heard today on the news somewhere... That if we like just it. lose, I mean, if, if we if we lose the embassy in Iraq, we've lost Iraq. ISIS has it essentially. 
And our president, is he sent 275 people in, 275 soldiers, I think Marines mostly, in to protect it from 10,000 soldiers. That doesn't sound right to me. Something's not right here. And now, I I, I don't know a lot about this embassy, but evidently it's huge. It was a multi-billion dollar embassy we built there in Iraq. And it's like 80 football fields or something like that. I mean, it's it's a massive uh, compound. And I, you know, I don't know about you guys, but I, I look at what's happening now, and and I, you know, this whole Iraq thing has been touchy from the beginning, twelve years ago. But or think about 13, that first eleven, yeah, I know eleven years ago, whatever year, two thousand three, wasn't it? Two thousand three, March yeah. of two thousand three. So eleven. That's when the war ended. No, well, ten, no. it ended. It, it it they said it was all clear or whatever in may of that year it started in march remember he did the bush did the thing on the on the aircraft carrier mm-hmm. no, i thought it technically started in 2001 no that was afghanistan was, yeah, they was all Afghan- blend together afghanistan afghanistan animation yeah we still got that going on too <laughs> afghanistan nation yes that's beautiful but the iraqi deal i mean i look everybody for yeah I, I hate to say this in a way, but then again, maybe it's healthy to say this because I think with the problems we face in this country, you're going to have to kind of cross. You're going to you're going to have to have strange bedfellows at times to get things fixed. You know what I'm saying? Mm. Like in World War II with but, Joseph Stalin. But if you look, but you, I, I remember when we went into Iraq and people on the left were having a fit about it, and you know the excuse was, well, Saddam has weapons of mass destruction and he's going to use them against people and we got to go in there and intervene and blah 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 and so on and so forth and the years went on and we didn't find them we found out well that was bad intelligence and and then we get into this nation building thing and it's like okay we're, we're over there we won't let our guys fight we did we do the surge in 2007 or 8 whatever year that was that turns out okay and then it just kind of slowly fades in the history and when we kind of draw guys down then obama comes in and he wants everybody out by 11, 2011. So he takes them out whether they're ready or not. And and now it's surprise, surprise, it's being overrun by Islamic radicals again. Which is exactly what Bush said would happen. Yeah. But then I asked myself this question. Okay, so we kept we sustained troop levels there to hold them back. Does that mean we have to stay there forever in order to keep these? I mean, because because the Iraq supposedly the numbers I've seen the Iraqi armor army was like nine hundred thousand people. I mean, my God, they couldn't defend themselves with that. When these ISIS troops came in, they threw down their guns and ran. So what the hell are we even doing there? I mean, to some extent, those on the left were right 10 years ago. We shouldn't have gotten involved. These people over there don't under... I mean, the idea that we're going to bring freedom and democracy to the Middle East. Well, your heart's in the right place, but I don't think our head is. These people the don't know. Don't these, these people don't know what freedom is. They don't understand. They don't want it. They have no idea. Um, and then you know they're used to living under a dictator, a brutal dictator. At least they know how to navigate in that. I'm not saying it's a good existence, but it's what they know. And you know you have elections, and they elect some radical. It's, and how many people die? I, I you know I don't know. I, I it's something inside of me that I've fought with this past week. It's like I hate admitting that I was wrong. But, you know, I just pack it up and get the hell out of there. I mean, really. Just load them up and get the hell out before we lose any more people. Because, I mean, I got news for you. The president we have now, he ain't going to fight this to win it. 
He's going to pussyfoot around, send a few people over, get a bunch of people killed. I mean, he's not against suicide missions. You saw what happened in Benghazi. Four people killed. By the way, this past week they arrested uh, the mastermind behind the Benghazi attack in September 2012, uh, September 11, 2012, I think it was. Um, He was sitting in a coffee shop or something. It wasn't like he was really hiding. We finally got him almost two years later. That's good. Isn't that great? Uh, yeah, I don't know what they're... Well, and they, they arrested him, and now he's going to come... So for some reason, where they arrested him at, he... I forget the reasoning behind it, but he's going to get a civilian trial here in, in the United States. It's not going to be a military. It's a civilian thing. It's it's obviously not. It's, it was workplace violence, is really... It wasn't a terrorist attack. It's much like, much like Fort Hood. Yeah. Oh, it's, it's just so... I don't know. I don't know. I just can't... It's hard to take sometimes. It really is. But... But I, Iraq, we sent a few hundred people over there to try to defend it. We're sending 300 more to help be military advisors. You really think that's going to help? Just get them out of there and get them home. You need an army to fight an army. I, I just get them out. Just fight enough fire, of it. Fire. Just get them out and get them home. Put them on our borders. Yeah, no kidding. More about our border coming up in a minute here on the Uncommon Sense program. Back in a bit, guys. You're listening to the Uncommon Sense program. And I'll bet you're wondering why. He'll tenderize your loins, and I'm not going to tell you what he did to Chuck. It's the meat man, Troy Lang, every week on the Uncommon Sense Program. He's the man who wants you to put his meat in your mouth. Here's the meat man moment with Troy Lang. Oh, yeah, folks. Troy Lang's here. He's going to talk meat with us. Troy. Troy Lang. How are you, buddy? It's been a, well, it's been a week. He's back. Troy Lang's back, and he's pissed off. Troy. <laughs> yes, sir. Uh, what's the specials this week? You got anything You got any, anything really uh, good out there? Anything? I mean, meat prices are going up, aren't they? You got, you know, Juicy press. Yeah. Yeah, well, we got top sirloins on sale for three ninety eight a pound. That's almost a loin, so I'll take it. Thick loins. And we've got assorted chops on sale for a dollar seventy eight a pound. Well, good. I don't have a sounder for that. I'm just gonna say, well, good. <laughs> <laughs> Works for me. Uh, yes, chops me. All right, uh, Troy. And uh, Troy, before we go any further, did you have a good Father's Day? I did. Did you I visit my folks? You, and, you, yep. Did you bring your dad any meat? You know what I'm, I did. You did. Okay. Um, did did you show him how to handle it? Plays with his meat. I did. I sure did. <laughs> That's kind of awkward. That just got weird. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Well, what what did you have at Father's Day? Did you have? I mean, did you have some bratwurst or something? Or uh, uh, yeah. Did you had bratwurst and hamburgers and oh, big wieners? Like oh yeah. You got any, so you had some ground chuck then. Ground chuck. Well, not really chuck, but I mean. Was it was it eighty percent or ninety percent? Just curious. Eighty uh, percent. Oh, so it shrank a little bit. You had a little, little yep. shrinkage, you know. <laughs> no. That had that little bit of fat in there. No, a little fatty. Had a little fatty in there. <laughs> had a little fatty in there. Hell <laughs> <Yeah>, yeah. <laughs> Okay. Uh, what? <laughs> what else do we have, Troy? Dear God. Uh, we have bone-in pork loin chops on sale for two seventy-nine a pound. Thick loins. All right, what else we got on bone there? Bone-in. Bone-in, thick loins. Bone out, anyway. We've got chuck Wax roast on. on, wax off. Sorry. We've got chuck roast on sale for three ninety-nine a pound. 
would you grind that chuck roast so we'd have, you know, ground chuck? Ground chuck. Sure. I don't sure, like do that. you. Okay, didn't like that. Um, what else we got? Anything? Got any bacon or anything? I mean, what's the best deal you've got on the ad? I mean, things are expensive nowadays. The times are getting tight. Food prices are going up. The end of the world is near. I'm just saying. And uh, so what else? We got something. You got anything people can stock up on? I mean, until, uh, until the EMP goes off and you don't have power and your freezer goes out. But until that happens, you got something we can stock up on. Well, we got chicken wings on sale for $1.79. Hey, when I'm, think, when I'm thinking apocalyptic food storage. You're thinking chicken wings, I'm thinking right? chicken wings. That's what I'm That's thinking. Right. That's what I'm always thinking. Chicken wings. Yep. What else you got? We've got... Uh, Beef kebabs on sale for five ninety nine. I love a good kebab. I don't know about you guys, but I mean, it's been a long time since I've had a nice one. But I love a good kebab. <laughs> what else you got, Troy? <laughs> Troy, well, are you got, flabbergasted? Uh, split, we've got split breast on sale for a dollar seventy nine a pound. Split breast. Split breast. That yes. sounds painful. Was that an accident, or that you did that on purpose? Well, we do that on purpose. Oh, okay. I was just curious. I figured you were kidding. Is that like Botox gone bad and it explodes? Yeah, you right. Get right. bad seam in there, and it. Uh, yep. Yep. Yeah. You know, you know how that goes. Right, Troy. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Troy, do you have anything else to add? No. No. Well, that's too bad. We got it into the minute to go. So, what else you got in the ad? <laughs> <laughs> We've got baby backs on sale for four sixty nine a pound. Yeah, yeah, that's uh, that's fun. What else is there? Uh, we've got Oscar Mayer wieners on sale for three forty nine. Big wieners. You're digging hard, aren't you? You're digging yep. deep. Yeah, I am. Are you almost ready to start reading produce to me? Uh, yeah, actually. What's the next holiday? We got the Fourth of July coming up. I guess you got any big ideas on things to put on the grill or? Or something a little different, maybe this year for Fourth of July for people. Any specials coming up? Any ideas? Anything like that? No. <laughs> <laughs> I have no, no idea what goes in the ad next week. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. Sorry, but. <laughs> oh. Oh. Okay. Uh, no. Try. Try. I look like I'm psychic or something. Well, like that? I thought maybe you'd have a guess. Maybe you could no. BS no. something. Can't you BS like <laughs> I can? I've got to teach Just you. Just pull out your loins, slap him in the face, and say, hey, this is what's going on in the special. I've got, I've got to teach you how to fill time better. I'm sorry. Geez. Do you have any uh, comments on the uh, impending uh, world political crisis in the Middle East while we're here with you, Troy? No, I've made up my mind. I don't know. Okay. That's all. How about the how about the border? Got any any comments on that? Yeah, I think we should send them back. How about that? Okay, got that. How about how, how about the Redskins thing? You have any comments on that? Uh, oh, yeah. With everything that's going on in this country now, and we're talking about Redskins logo, that's that's stupid. Troy, uh, Troy, do you have any comments about Redskin potatoes? Do you do you like those? Are you a is that something? Are you offended by are that? Are you offended I by Redskin potatoes? Offended by that? I understand, and I'm sorry, and we'll be. We'll be contacting the uh, patent office to see if we can't get the trademark for red skin potatoes um, taken away, or maybe we can just get rid of those uh, completely get rid of those potatoes and just get yellow ones. But then that might be taken as offensive that toward might be Asian taken people wrong too. So yeah, we can't do that. See, I like the yellow skin potatoes. Does that mean? Does that mean they're going to get rid of me like the chink in the armor guy at ESPN? I'm just saying. I'm just thinking out loud here, guys. This is the world we live in. Troy. Yes. You pooped in your pants. I, I pooped my pants. <laughs> Troy. 
Yes. Um, yes. Did you appreciate that? I did greatly. <laughs> Good. Well, Troy, um, I think we better go now. Okay. All right. Do you like to lead us out? <laughs> no. <laughs> this has been the Meat Man Moment. Now go grab yourself something big and juicy. Uh, now for something completely different. Come here, sexy. I like tater tots. Uncommon sense. This is the Uncommon Sense Program. Common sense. Welcome back to the program, folks. Ryan King has left us. He's now doing his 30-day ab challenge, and I, I am so jealous of that. I don't know about you guys, but I really wish that instead of sitting here on my butt talking into a microphone, I could be doing 130 sit-ups or whatever it was. I don't I don't remember the numbers. He said I, I wasn't really paying attention. Um, butter me jealous. I'm just, yes, just, just butter my butt and call me jealous. Um, or butter my butt and call me a biscuit. Look who's uh, anyway. It's something like that. There was a saying once. I I remember seeing it or hearing it at one point in time. I'm not sure. Troy, can you help me out here? No, I couldn't, Jake. By the way, Troy, I want to tell you, thank you. That's I don't know what number Meat Man moment this is. We've done so many of them. <laughs> that was the best one ever. It was just. I mean, it was the best Meat Man moment I've ever had. I mean, it was really. It was a moment. We had a moment there. I think, and it was. It was great. I mean, I don't know if you felt it, but I felt something special at that meat man moment. It was, it was just the 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 awkward silence between us, the one syllable syllable answers from you on everything. Yes, it was. I felt good. I felt like we got That's somewhere. I felt like you touched me. Oh my god! <laughs> I don't want call you to touch you anywhere, Jake. Okay. Nine one one. Someone call nine one one. Get me the hell out of here now. <laughs> it's okay. He didn't touch you. You weren't involved. You're fine. No, I'm scarred for life. <laughs> oh, before we went to break, before that luscious meat man moment. Ah. Yes, luscious. I think I just peeked in my mouth. It was before. yummy, Troy. I know I did. <laughs> <laughs> Before we went to break, we were talking about the Iraqi mess, and I just got started on something and got interrupted because we had to go to break. Um, the, 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 what I had heard was that if we lose just the oil fields in Iraq, which, I mean, if this, this thing spreads, I mean, because we've, our president has destabilized the Middle East by overthrowing the, the old, I mean, the, old, the dictators were bad that were there before. But they kind of, you know, would play ball with us and kind of kept things in line. I mean, I'm not saying it was good. I'm not saying they were humanitarians or anything. I mean, these were not good guys. But they were better than what's there now. For some reason, mm. President Obama decided that he wants to get rid of all like Gaddafi and uh, Hosni Mubarak. Get rid of all them. So now we have the, the radical Islamic groups come in and take over these countries. So, you know, this is kind of what's happening again in a, in a, in a similar way with Iraq. It's, it's, a, it's a group called ISIS. They are the nastiest of the nasty. They've killed like, 
what was the number? 1,700 or 17,000 just last weekend. I think 17,000. I think 17,000 Iraqi troops just last weekend. Mass graves. Mm-hmm. I mean, these are not, these are not like, oh, they're, they'll, well, they'll, they'll talk with us. You know, John Kerry thinks. These guys think they can talk anybody down from a freaking tree. Well, with my outstanding uh, uh, oratory, or, oral skills. <clears throat> that sounds bad. That's not what I meant. Um, I just talked about John Kerry's oral skills. That's awkward. Uh, you know, if with those skills that I have, uh, I'll be able to talk them. To me and my the wife, Teresa, and, and her ketchup will be here. Uh, Teresa Hines, of course, and uh, the ketchup queen will be able to uh, talk to the Iraqi and the ISIS people. And uh, it'll go well, I'm sure. So they think they can talk these guys. Their their charisma will be enough to get these guys to. No, no, they're radicals that want to kill Americans. They want to destroy the Western way of life. They want a global Islamic caliphate, meaning they control it all. Meaning women can't leave their homes without a man a man with them. You got to wear the whole burqa thing or whatever they call it, the thing over their burka. head, burqa. Yeah. I mean, girls can't be educated. Homosexuals stoned to death. That's what kills me in this country. We have a fit because someone said something, you know, maybe they, we, uh, this guy won't make a cake for a gay wedding or, uh, or uh, you know, whatever. And, and, and so now we got to put him out of business. Well, I got news for you. It's a hell of a lot better here than it is over there. Mm-hmm. Where if you were gay, they'd stone you to death. That's fun. That's great. Yeah, it's, America's terrible. Just put that out there. So we have all that going on. But if we lose just the oil fields in Iraq... We're looking at our gas prices doubling. Think about that for a minute. Doubling. $100 barrel gas, $200 barrel gas, or oil, I guess. $3.60 a gallon? 69 60 Whatever it is. Is that high now already? Well, that's something Ryan said. Maybe where he's at it is. I think the highest I've seen here is three forty nine so far. We're at about three forty. So we're looking at $7 a gallon gas. Possibly. If this goes south. And you and someone explained to me how it doesn't with the leadership we have nowadays. How does how does this not you know end in their favor? I mean, outside, leadership is generous outside of the hand of God coming in and, and you know taking care of it. Which, by the way, that would be that'd be nice. A little help here, please. God, I mean, I don't know what I don't know what else we're gonna do. Um, I have a theory. What's that? Instead of sending all of our men and resources over there, say the hell with them. Bring our troops back, put them around our border, and fix shit at home. Well, that's a good idea, I think. Kind of mm-hmm. back up and regroup because we got enough. We have problems here. Look, I mean, that plays right into the next stories I've got on our southern border. You guys have heard about this, but for some reason, the last couple of weeks, all of a sudden, thousands and thousands of women and children, most notably children, young as young as three, we talked about it last week on the show briefly, are showing up on the Texas border from. Not just Mexico, but Guatemala and, and I mean, places in Central America. All these countries down there have somehow gotten it in their head, an idea in their head. I don't know how they would have got this. That the door is open. If you can get, if you can get here and get across the border, they won't deport you. I mean, I don't know why they would have got that idea. I just thought of a, an administration that pushes for amnesty. I don't know where that idea would have came from. So here mm-hmm. we have, and this is, it's got to be, uh, Oh, what's the word for it? It's got to be coordinated by someone in our government. This is going on. It's got to be. Someone's passing did, the word long. I did read a news story where a, a former Border Patrol agent was saying that exact thing. Yeah. 
He said this is it's coordinated. There's no other way to describe it. Absolutely, it's got to be. I mean, you just it's it's ins- the odds of all of them just coming at once on their own. I mean, families are getting in in their head if they can get their children there as an anchor, then they'll be able to get there later. So they're sending their kids with a few hundred dollars in their pockets, on the backs of these drug lords and or these drug runners, coyotes, whatever they call them. They're sending their children here by themselves with drug runners. I mean, aside from the fact of what our government does being wrong about, you know, constitutionally, our government is completely out of place when it comes to our border. Their job is to protect our border, protect our sovereign, our sovereign, I can't talk, pardon me, our sovereign borders, protect them. You know, promote, we, we want immigrants here in this country, this country's built on immigrants, every last one of us here. Unless you're full-blooded Native American, and even then, if you want to get technically technical, you came from somewhere else before that. But every one of us came from somewhere else. Our bloodline did. Our families. We're, we're a mix. We, but you know what? Our families who came here 80 years ago, 100 years ago, 50 years, whatever, it was something that they worked hard to do. They did it the right way. They came through the front door. And maybe we need to reform that. I don't know that. We probably do, knowing our government. We probably have it way. Too, it's probably way too complicated. But it's not something that they should get for free. Nope. I'm sorry, it just isn't. Generations before, who had were immigrants who spoke German or whatever language, you know, they came from somewhere else, they wanted their children to speak English because they knew that the only way to succeed in America was to speak and know English. That's how you do business here. Now we let these people come across our border, and I don't have anything personally against people from South America or Mexico or Central America. I want all people to have the best in life. But this isn't how you do it. I, I mean, they're coming here, and we, we just, you know, we'll, we'll print all our signs in Spanish. We don't, we don't worry about learning the language. Just come here and turn into little Mexico or whatever. No. That's how you turn this country into the mess that their old country was. Mm-hmm. You're turning us into a third world country. And if you want to get right down to it, what I believe, and people may think I'm crazy, and I don't care. Our president wants that. People Absolutely. in power want that. They know the only When Obama talks about equality, and I've said this a million times before in this program, he talks about equality. He's not talking about the rich and the poor in this country. He's talking about the rich, meaning all of us in America, and the poor, meaning those in third world countries and the rest of the, on the rest of the globe. And I got news for you. He wants to level the playing field. You don't bring them up to this level. You bring us down. That's how this works. And this part of the it's 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 the idea of collapse, overwhelm, and collapse the system. That's what these kids coming across the border. I mean, places in Texas don't have places for their homeless to be in shelter now because of all these people coming across the border. Rick Perry, I was reading the uh, governor of Texas. Rick Perry, I was reading an article. He was at some, I don't know, banquet or something talking about this this past week. He said, my God, we're entering into hurricane season. We have places in Texas. If we get hit with a hurricane, we have no place to evacuate or house people. They get their homes destroyed because they're full of Mexicans. and or, or, you know, I shouldn't say Mexicans. not all Mexicans. They're full of illegal aliens. And, and our government just sits on their hands. It's, it's nothing. The president could get on the air right now and address and say, we understand you want to come to America. We will turn your your children back. Stop sending them. You're endangering their lives. How many kids are getting sold into sex slavery over this deal? 
Mm-hmm. How many of them are dying on this trip? I have a sound clip here of a border guard. He's standing on the uh, the north bank of the American side of the Rio Grande. Rio Grande or Rio Grande? How do you actually say that? I don't know. In Gr- Spanish, it would be Rio Grande. Rio Grande, yeah. Uh, the river, yeah, they got across. And he's talking about what happens here. And here, Just listen to this. This is fascinating. As you'll see, the little life preserver down here, the life preserver is obviously a small child. So what should people think about is what you're having is imagine you're a two- or three-year-old child. You want to send them to the other part of the United States, so you hand them off to somebody you don't know, give them two or three thousand dollars and say, make sure my child gets to my family. Is it going to happen? Not 100% of the time. But this is a dangerous river. There's a reason you see all these life preservers, because people die in this river. We've recovered in our in our station, we've recovered alien, uh, bodies from the river, children, there was a family unit once, uh, a dad that went in was able to save one child, but the dad died with a couple of children. So this is a very dangerous river. It's not just the humanitarian impact when these people get to the United States, it's what happens to them while they're crossing. So people die in this river all the time. We are promoting uh, these people risk their lives for a lie, essentially. Mm. They come here, they're undocumented. We give them a little thing saying you need to report to ICE or whatever, and then they go, and they're free to just roam the country. We're actually busing, we're not but we're flying these people to different places around the country to house them. Massachusetts is one of them. Um, it, it's just, it's crazy. And not to mention, here's a story I have here, deadly diseases coming across the border with illegals. Carried by this tsunami of illegals are the invisible travelers our politicians don't like to mention. Diseases the U.S. had controlled or virtually eradicated. Tuberculosis. Chagas disease. I never heard of that. Dengue fever. Hepatitis. Malaria. Measles. Plus more. A public health crisis the likes of which... I, this is quoting this uh, author, Dr. Elizabeth Vliet. V-L-I-E-T. I think it's Vliet, something like that. A public health crisis, the likes of which I have not seen in my lifetime, is looming. Hardest hit by exposure to these difficult-to-treat diseases will be elderly, children, immunosuppressed cancer patients, patients with chronic lung disease or congestive heart failure. Drug-resistant tuberculosis is the most serious risk, but even diseases like measles can cause severe complications and death in older or in you know people who have a compromised immune system. Um... I'm looking to see what this Chagas is. Chagas or kissing bug disease caused by the parasite Trypanosoma cruzi. I never heard of that. Is carried by the uh, transmit some bug that transmit disease to humans. Although kissing bugs are already here, they are not as widespread as in Latin America right now. It's an uncommon disease in the U.S. However, this disease causes debilitating fatigue, headaches, body aches, nausea, vomiting, liver and spleen enlargement, swollen glands, loss of appetite. Uh, when it reaches the chronic phase, medications will not cure it. It can kill by heart arrhythmias, congestive heart failure, or sudden cardiac arrest. Just a few of the little presents they're bringing with them into our country, just, just flooding across the board. Another story here, uh, this that comes out of a CBS affiliate, affiliate out of, I believe it's Dallas here, Reporter says he's talked to a Border Patrol agent yesterday. He told me that in one group, not several, but one group, 280 mothers and children were caught. They turned themselves in. Uh, uh, talking to Congressman Henry Swell, I don't know how you say his name, C-U-E-L-L-A-R. That says, he says that shows you the magnitude of what's happening down there. He says the word is out that sanctuary can be found in the U.S. if you cross the Mexican border. 
The message is out. This is not just happening by accident. Criminal organizations know that if you're a woman or a child, you are going to stay in the U.S. You're given a piece of paper called a notice to appear before ICE and told you can travel anywhere in the U.S. But after they travel for such a long time, they're not going to turn themselves in later on, so they become part of the 11 or 12 million, 11 or 12 million illegal immigrants here. Isn't that fantastic? Just great. Just great. And you know, and, and, and once again, you hate to make things all about politics, but sometimes it is. The reason the Democratic Party and the Republicans are going along with it now, too. They're both just as guilty when it comes to this stuff. But the Democratic Party has long since been the ones who've promoted, who've been the, the biggest pushers for amnesty or the Dream Act or whatever the hell the president's plan is. You know why that is? Because because I have a little poll here, if I can find it. There's a chart saying that uh, people of Hispanic origin tend to vote Democrat side. So all of this is for political gain. All of this. We're risking lives, destroying our comp- country. So a party, can, or both parties, and they think, the Republicans think they can get some of this too, will have more voters. Isn't that just sick? Mm-hmm. They want to turn. They, they want to turn Texas blue, essentially. Take it away from the conservative side. They think that by flooding the state with illegal immigrants, who you know can get all the benefits that people on welfare here would get, that they could buy votes out of them, essentially. Isn't that fantastic? <clears throat> Be back with more on common sense uh, right after this. We can shoot you in the head or cut off your right leg. Which do you prefer? Uncommon sense. And now, ladies and gentlemen. Senate Majority Leader Harry Reid. But since Snyder fails to show any leadership, the National Football League should take an assist from the NBA and pick up the slack. It would be a slam dunk, Madam President. For far too long, the NFL has been sitting on its hands, doing nothing while an entire population of Americans has been denigrated. So I say to Commissioner Roger Goodell, I believe Roger Goodell is a good man, but it's time for this good man to act. Remove this hateful term from your league's vocabulary. Follow the NBA's example and rid the league of bigotry and racism. Cherokee people, Cherokee tribe, so proud you live, so proud you die. Well, if if you you have no reason to remember but we came out of the white house not only dead broke but in debt uh, money when we got there and we struggled to you know piece together the resources for mortgages for houses for chelsea's education you know it was not easy uh... bill has worked really hard and it's been amazing to me he's worked very hard first of all we had to pay off all our debts which was you know you had to make double the money because of obviously taxes and then pay off the debts and get us houses and take care of family members you're listening to the uncommon sense program and i'll bet you're wondering why Welcome back to it, folks. Final segment of the Uncommon Sense program. JD left us. It's now just me, Troy, and Trevor. Aren't you guys excited? Hey, before we went to break, I was talking about how part of this plan with this illegal immigration mess 
is is to turn you know, it's a political game it's to get more democrat voters and then the republicans play along because they think maybe they can win some to their side it's just a big political game and it's costing people lives and destroying our country and it, it has the potential to destroy our country and our economic system and everything else and it's just sick and here i have a quote here that just goes to prove my point um this is from uh, conservative uh, Texas GOP rep, rep, representative Louis Gomer, who I, this guy is fantastic. He's the one that got into it oh, probably back in April or May with uh, Der- or Eric Holder about the, the fast and furious gun running thing. Remember that clip way back when? Anyway, anyway uh, this is Louis Gomer. According to him, their goal has been to turn Texas blue through a massive amnesty while continuing the efforts to bring untold numbers more into the country illegally. Through no fault of their own, people who do not go through the process of learning about our American form of government do not understand what it takes to preserve freedom and liberty and how critical fair enforcement of the rule of law is. I'm going to stop right there. That is a critical aspect to all of this. It is not, I mean, you can't blame these people to some extent. You really can't. They don't understand how this system is supposed to work, and when the American president and and you know and we're not enforcing it's it's being it's known we're not enforcing our laws. What else are they going to do? They think this is great, so they're going to come here. They don't understand that we can't. It doesn't it doesn't work this way. It's like that commercial. I don't know what it's for, but it's a bunch of old ladies talking about Facebook or something. And the one one goes, "This isn't how this works." This isn't how any of this works. That's the Geico commercial. Geico commercial. Okay, whatever. But, but, but I think in that and one. Insurance. Insurance, maybe. Anyway. But you know what I'm talking about, Troy? Mm. Know what I mean? You don't know that? Uh-uh. I haven't heard that one. Oh, I bet you have. Well, now I'm on a quest. I'm going to have to find it on YouTube and play it for you. Anyway, it is imperative that we first secure the border before g- even discussing repair to our legal immigration system. Exactly. If your basement's flooding, you shut the water off before you try to clean it out. Giving blanket amnesty to millions here illegally would be disastrous for our state and nation. So, there you have it. Anyway, I... Uh, I don't know what's going to happen with this deal, but it's very disturbing what's happening in our country right now. It, do you ever feel like it, it's like there's so much stuff going on that it's, this can't continue? Something's got to give soon. And I don't mean to be cryptic or overly ominous, or but I don't know what. But I mean, does anybody else have that feeling like we're on the precipice of something? That I mean, it's just so much crap all at once that. Something's got to break. Something's got to change. Something's got something major is going to have to happen, and I don't know if that's a good thing. Probably not in the short term. I'll guarantee you that. But either you Here's guys, what you do to fix the issue on the border, you bring all of our troops home from overseas. I don't care if they're Middle East or Germany or wherever, and you set everybody, oh, two, three hundred yards from the Mexican border. You line it with men and towers and people who come across here illegally. Well, you would also have pine toasted. Do not cross this line or we will shoot to kill. And when they start coming over, you drop one. And when they see that we're defending our country, because that's technically an invasion which can be met with military force, once that first body hits the ground, they will stop coming. Well, really. You don't and even... that may not be a very... You don't even have to go that far. 
You don't. All you have to do is 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 start is start actually enforcing the laws we have. And everybody, well, you can't just send all these people back. No, but start sending back a few, and I guarantee you they'll stop coming here. I mean, enforcing it, not send them back, pick them, bring it, they come back, pick them. But actually, do something about it. Stop giving them benefits that the American citizens have. Stop it. That's a big issue too. We give them, you know, they're eligible for food stamps and whatever, but somehow they get this stuff. So of course they're going to come here. You shut that stuff off. Shut off the incentive to come here illegally under the radar. And and and, and make it public. It, the it, leadership matters in this country. It sets the tone for what happens. Stand in front of the people, stand in front of the world and say, no, we do not allow this. We will send your children back if you send them here. We will send you back. I don't care if you traveled across three countries, 1,200 miles or whatever it is to get here. We will send you home. No one's saying that in Washington. No one. No one said it when President Bush was in office. They all, they've all played this game. I mean, can you imagine being a Border Patrol agent? Half of them, they won't even allow them to carry weapons anymore. All they are is, I mean, they, they treat, they, they, they treat um, immigration infractions like traffic tickets. It's like, it's not that big a deal. Yeah, okay, well, they caught me, I go, they sent me back over the border, I come back across. They caught me, they sent me, whatever. We're capturing, we're capturing gang members and be, but because they don't have any criminal records in the United States, quote unquote, yeah, yeah, they have gang signs tattooed all over them and whatever else. We let them go. And what else is coming across this border? I mean, we talk about what's going on in the Middle East. You think those people aren't smart enough to figure out they can come in this country under the radar on our southern border? You know, one of the top. I forget where I. I wish I had it in front of me now, but it was. When you think of the southern border, Troy, who do you think is the number one ethnicity? Ethnicity, I cannot talk tonight. Uh, or the, the number of people, the highest number of people from which country come across that border? What do you think it is, Troy? Does that make any sense, that question? Yeah. What do you think? Mexico? Uh, no, believe it or not, it's not. Troy, what do you, or Trevor, what do you think? Somewhere in the Middle East. Uh, so, I read somewhere it was Somalia. Well, isn't that technically? Yeah, but I'm, just I'm telling you. But yeah, Somalia. Well, it's because they can blend in and they look like. Yeah, I mean they fit the, the it, they fit right in. You wouldn't know the difference. So then, when you have a line of men and guns and towers, and you start shooting people, you're probably going to get some of these people. Well, yeah, you got to secure the border. But I'm saying, really, you would, you would stop a lot of these as far as the people, the family people, the children and, and mothers and. The ones who are not here to do ill harm, they're just looking to live or whatever. You could stop them by just setting the tone with policy. I mean, if you just, you know, stop giving them benefits, they'd go home. I mean, it, it, essentially. If you make it so that they're not welcome, make them uncomfortable, they'll go home. We just, you know, oh, sure, we'll take care of you and we'll do this and we'll do that and we'll, you know, it's, no, it's not how, but, but yes, now the, the bad people, they're still going to want to come and that's why you do need to, you do need to put people on the southern border. I mean, I hear the excuse, we can't build a wall that large, we can't build a wall that big. The what Great the hell? Wall of China. Yeah, what the hell? Why the can't pyramids. we do that? We built Hoover Dam in this country. I mean, look at the things we've done in this country for God's sake. You can't build a freaking wall or a fence or a whatever. With the technology today, you should be able to see every foot of that border 24 hours a day. 
I mean, yes, it's going to cost money, but my God, we spend money on everything else. But with that border wide open, never mind the humanitarian crisis that we're, we're you know, brewing here in our country, on our southern border and all over the country because we're shipping these people everywhere. We can't ship them back home. We can ship them across the country to places to keep them housed. We'll do that. We won't take them. We won't send them back. We're, put them on planes and send them back to Guatemala or wherever the hell they came from. It's not that I have anything against them, but we have to show people we will send you home. That's the only way you're going to fix this problem we're having right now. As far as a terrorist problem, you secure the border. If you don't secure the border, how long until roadside bombs start showing up in this country, like all over the Middle East, like Iraq and Afghanistan and everywhere else over there? How long till that happens? It's probably a damn miracle it hasn't. How long till they get in here and attack? The hell with the EMP. Get in here and just outright attack or destroy part of our power grid or set off an EMP somewhere off the coast. I mean, that's always possible to do. That happened out in, somewhere in Southern California this past year. There was a attack on a large substation that had it got knocked out, it would have been like three months before they could have got it back online. It, and, oh, it was just vandalism. No, it wasn't vandalism. Vandal, vandals spray paint stuff and break a window or two. They were shooting at a giant transformer in in places that would have done serious damage. The people that know what they're doing looked at it and said, this is not just a random shot. They were trying to do something here. It's more than just Pedro picking strawberries that we're worried about. We can't have people coming across our border just expecting to get in here for free and get stuff. and It just doesn't work that way. It just does not work that way. You will overwhelm our system and collapse it. You have, we have to, I'm sorry. I know people, and, and, you know, there was a story earlier about how religious groups were upset with uh, the Washington Redskins that we should boycott them and all this. And I didn't read much into that because I think it's just stupid. Don't you have bigger things to worry about? But there's some religious groups out there that, that their hearts, I mean, I think their hearts in the right place in this stuff, but they think we ought to be letting, you know, we got to take all these people in and we have to, you don't, oh, you, this doesn't work like that. We have to take, if you want to help other people, we have to get our own house in order first and just leaving the back door wide open for every critter, and I shouldn't say critter, that's not, that makes it sound like I'm comparing them, but but I'm saying if you leave your house wide open and anything and everything and run inside, the house is going to get destroyed. And you know, when you compare it, when you think about the diseases some of these people are bringing, yeah, they're bringing some critters with them. Probably wasn't the best word to use in that regard, was it, Troy? It might be taken uh, poorly. I don't mean that the people coming across the border are animals or critters. It was an anal- analogy. The fact that we live in the country nowadays where I have to explain that is uh, somewhat demoralizing. But anyway, you have to take care of your own home before you help others. I mean, it, it's like we have the this show. It, we have the Redskin thing, then we have this. And we have Iraq, too. We're so worried about the stupid... It's like me out there straightening my mailbox while my house burns down. Uh, Sir, your house is on fire. Well, I know, but I gotta get this mailbox fixed. Your house is on fire. Yeah, I I know, but this mailbox is important. I've gotta get it fixed. (laughs) That's where we're at, really. 
That's really what we're doing. Um, anyway. But don't you worry. Washington's going to push through. They're going to try their damnedest to push through uh, comprehensive immigration reform, as they call it, also known as uh, amnesty. So all these people who have came here illegally, look, their heart may be in the right place, but if you broke the law, whether your heart's in the right place or not, you are a criminal. And we should not reward criminal behavior. And, and what does this say to people who have came here legally and done it the right way? The radio show I was listening to the other day, they had a gentleman called in from, uh, I don't know, from Boston or somewhere like that. He was a gay conservative who was trying to bring his, uh, his uh, partner from overseas somewhere, I think South America or somewhere like that, trying to get them here the right way, in the front door. Couldn't do it. I mean, still working on it, but it's been like a two- or three-year process trying to get this done, do it the right way, costing several thousand dollars. What do you say to him? Why is he doing that? Why even bother? And see, the scary thing about this is, as time goes on, and you keep poking the good people of America in the eye who do things right by letting crap like this fly, then everybody else eventually goes, well, why the hell are we playing by the rules? The hell, what the hell are we doing here? What, what does it matter? Why am I working for money when everybody else is getting crap for free? Why do I have to obey the damn laws when these people come over here and don't? And that's a dangerous, dangerous situation. Once again, though, I believe the radicals in this government, this president's administration, want that because it brings about chaos. And when we have chaos, they can crack down and be in control. And that's what they want. We are living in a time where the radicals from the 1960s are running the show. That's who these people are. They were the hippies and the people against the man back in the late 60s. Mostly. This Lois Lerner who's in charge of the IRS, you've heard about her. I mean, all these people that are in the Obama administration, they're radicals. They're all washed up I mean, people who just did not like America. And now they're on the inside. And they're working from the inside out to cause chaos. They realize that they couldn't, you know, fight their way in and bomb their way in back in the 60s and 70s and cause all sorts of riots and ruckus and make any change. So they had to play quietly and get inside the system. And they did. And now, and they did. I mean, we didn't notice. I didn't pay. Who paid attention to that crap? People have lives to live. Lives to live. Lives to live. I'll get it out eventually. And now they're in there, and they're doing things their way. And that's where we're at right now. The old radicals who were against the man are now the man. And that's why we're in the situation we are right now. Okay, real quick. uh, Boy, I, I don't know how I transition from what I'm talking about now to what I want to talk about. How do you go from something very serious to something kind of somewhat funny? Troy, can you help me? Not a clue. Not a clue. Okay. That's mm-hmm. Trevor. That's how you transition. That's right how it, Trevor. Yeah. That's good work. Yeah. Before we go, real quick, I have something I want to share with you guys. You guys have heard of Grey Poupon. Troy, do you have any Grey Poupon? Yes, oh. I do. You do you like Grey Poupon? Do you ever put it on your uh, meat? I guess. Good. It's good. Yes. Good. I don't know if you guys saw this this week. I, I caught it on a radio station. I found it on YouTube. There is a supposedly, I don't know if this is real. I can't imagine it is. It's got to be a spoof thing, but. Uh, 
a banned Grey Poupon ad out there, and we've got some of it here on the program. And I want to share this with you. Maybe they kind of, you know, worded things not quite the best way to sell mustard. You know, maybe not. But you guys listen to it and uh, tell me what you think of this. I poop on my potato salad. <laughs> I poop on my kids' lunches. Dear. I poop on my fingers. Grandma. <laughs> I guess I poop on my husband's chest. Oh, dear. <laughs> Gray Poupon. Poupon everything. And Troy, what do you poop on? Hamburger, usually. Ha- you poop on hamburgers, usually. Trevor, yeah, usually. Do you, have you ever pooponed anything? Yes, no. all the time. All the time? Yeah. You don't like mustard, do you? No. It's a shame. You're missing out. It's good stuff, isn't it, Troy? It is very good stuff. Yeah. My favorite part's the grandma, though. Yeah. I poop on my fingers. <laughs> you pooped in your pants. I, I pooped my pants. Yes, I know. Hey, Troy. Mm-hmm. Troy. Yes. You pooped in your pants. I, I pooped my pants. Anyway, be back to finish the show up right after this, folks. The Uncommon Sense Program. Thanks for listening, Troy. I imagine you're probably going to slip out of here, aren't you? Yep. Just, uh, yep. All right. We'll talk to you next week. You're listening to the Uncommon Sense Program. And I'll bet you're wondering why. You can hear the Uncommon Sense program on Stitcher. Stitcher is radio on demand. Download the free app today. Listen anywhere, anytime. Stitcher is an award-winning free app that lets you listen to all your favorite shows, plus discover from 20,000 news, entertainment, and sports shows. Create custom playlists available on iOS Android, Nook, and iPad. Also in the 4 million car dashboards. On demand and on the go. No downloading, no syncing, no wasted memory. Stream your favorite podcast. Don't have Stitcher? Download it free today at stitcher.com or in the App Store. Uncommon Sense! Yes, folks, we've come to the end of another Uncommon Sense program. A special thank you to Troy Lang, Trevor Holland, Ryan King, and J.D. Williams for being on the program this week. And, of course, from all of us to all of you, thanks for listening. Putting up with our insanity, as always. You pooped in your pants. I, 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 yes, we did. Thank you. Yeah. Anyway, have a great week, folks. We'll be back gosh, maybe next week. We might have to do some scheduling issues. But we'll hopefully be back at least next week before the 4th of July. So have a good one, everybody. Bye-bye. This has been a production of the Dolman Communications Network.